It's me, David Webb, and here's a highlight from today's show on Sirius XM Patriot. You know, sometimes you have to see the forest through the trees. That's really what it comes down to. I'm just looking across my screens here in the studio. And as we're talking about this morning's show, a, a host of topics, titles, stories, I typically start at night, things that we could get into, things that would generate calls, things that would get you going. University of North Dakota scraps gender inclusion policy, Omicron wave, global immunity, Supreme Court, affirmative action regarding Harvard. So many other things that are going on. Biden family made $31 million from individuals with direct ties to Chinese spy apparatus. A new report by Peter Schweitzer, and it goes on and on. 8,500 troops prepare to deploy under Biden on Ukraine. And then I brought it right home to our very own channel on Sirius XM Patriot. This morning, for a host of reasons, which we'll get into in the discussion, I saw one of the best segments on television. And it's a lesson for all of us about doing the work. Stacey Washington, in 12 hours, will be doing the show from her microphone. But she's up bright and early this morning, so I thought, let's do a little cross-promote. Let's talk about why I found this segment so compelling. And Stacy, I'm going to tell you how I saw this, how I heard this. And I happened to be in the gym. I paused my workout, went to the video so I could watch this. You were doing a story on Black Lives Matter. No doubt that there are plenty of topics out there on Black Lives Matter. But this latest one about BLM DC complaining that police officers were treated as heroes in tearjerker press conferences. And then you did something. You did the work, something I asked my audience to do. Do a little search, do a little check-in. You laid out a list of police and black people interactions in DC, shootings, and you laid out what happened in quick form. You did the work. And this is really about truth versus Black Lives Matter fiction. Kudos to you. For anyone out there, if you saw this, and if you didn't, go back and see it. I DVR, so you can go back and see it. But Stacy, you know, the way you did that was absolutely brilliant. You took the narrative, the fiction, pointed out the facts, and it's something I know I hear it on your show too, that you want people to do the work. I do. And I so I they they asked me to come on and I was like, oh so happy to join you. And then they added this topic. And when they sent it over, you know, in the evening, I was actually like you, it was afternoon, late afternoon, I was at the gym and we, we left the gym, I, I you know, jump in the car and I start checking my email real quick and I see that they've added this Black Lives Matter topic. I click the link and it's a tweet from Black Lives Matter DC and they've listed off all these names of people who were shot by Metropolitan Police Department um, over the past few months. And the list is kind of long and I'm like, okay, as soon as I get home, I'm going to find out what this is all about. So pull into the garage, I run inside and grab my laptop and I pull up the first name, Terrence Parker. So I just type in Terrence Parker, D.C. shooting, and it, it instantly populates and all these stories come up. So I go to the first one, it's Fox News, 
and it tells me that Terrence Parker is involved in a domestic violence call picked up by a gun, was shot by police. So he picks up a gun when the police are trying to, basically they're, they're there to calm a domestic violence uh, dispute. And then he picks up the gun and says he's going to shoot. And then, of course, because he's armed and threatening to shoot and won't put the gun down after numerous requests, they shoot him. So I just I just typed like a little, I opened a little uh, email and I typed that in. Terrence Parker involved in domestic violence call picked up by, picked up a gun, was shot by police. I pasted the link there. And then I was like, I wonder if all of these are like that. So it took me 20 minutes, David, literally 20 minutes. I, Vado Hall, domestic violence incident, leveled a rifle at officers and was shot. MPD was cleared in the investigation. Antoine Gilmore, shot in a moving vehicle while armed. Investigation underway. And again, this is the justice.gov website, NBC Washington, and Fox News again. You have George Watson shot while wielding a long gun. Darren Barnes shot by police while armed. Rashid Carroll wanted for parole violation, attempted to run over a U.S. Marshal and was shot. Jerron Wimbish, police called to a BB gun shooting, hours-long standoff, and the suspect shoots at the officers and MPD returns fire. DeAndre Johnson, resisting arrest, takes officer's gun, is shot by second officer. Natango Robinson, resisting arrest, armed, drove off with an officer in the back of his vehicle, finally was shot by the officer. And the summary, every person on BML's tweeted list, save one, which is under investigation, where they shot into a moving vehicle, which is against MPD policy. And one case of a juvenile where we have no information because the person is under the age of 18, all of them were armed and dangerous suspects. And they were not uh, like strolling down the sidewalk or like you and I at the gym. They were literally involved in domestic calls where 911 was engaged. And so you know, D.C.'s BLM chapter is counting on every one of us who reads their tweet to simply believe that every one of these guys was a librarian somewhere and was gunned down unjustly by MPD. But the fact is, all of them were criminally engaged with the police at the time of their shooting. And all of them, except the two that I noted, were ordered to disarm and instead chose to assume a, an aggressive position with the firearm, which then meant on the use of force continuum, the officers had just cause to shoot them. And, and all of them weren't killed, by the way. Some of them were just shot and were, were given aid and, and ended up at the hospital, like the guy in the car. He drove himself to the hospital and was being treated when he was arrested. So not all of them died, but I, I, I have no problem with people wanting to mourn the loss of people who've been killed, but these are criminals. Of course, we mourn the loss of life when it's a public servant because no officer is supposed to die on the job. They're supposed to come home at night. So I, I don't know what Black Lives Matter D.C. is playing at, but as long as I'm on the case, I'm going to call out their nonsense. And it's utter nonsense for them to talk about crocodile tears when cops are killed and want us to mourn the loss of criminals who literally forced their own death into reality. Twelve hours from now, you should be listening to this woman. I'll keep it that simple. <laughs> Stacy Washington tonight on Sirius XM Patriot right here. You know, Stacy, I went to their website. When I got back from the gym, I went to the website, and I was looking around. Hey, BLMDC, that is. You have D.C. is an occupied police state with more than 32 independent police departments. D.C. is the most heavily policed city in the country, and they go on to list other things. And then there's a link, black people killed by police in D.C. And you know what? I did 
get a little bit of Stacey Washington. I didn't have as much time <laughs> over the 20 minutes because I was too busy, you know, blabbing with the guys. Nothing wrong with that. We're planning the show. Like I said, I had a plethora of things to cover. And I did the same thing. I went down, and this goes from 2002, 2001, actually, all the way to today. Oh, wow. They have this entire list on their website. And I found the same trajectory, the same issues. Again, not hard to find. There's a lesson here. The, the lesson for me is, is the way you did it and what you just described. 20 minutes, you are preparing, as I know you do. You, that's something I've known about you since I've known you. You prepare, you come in ready to go. And anyone listening can do a good amount of this for themselves. And we have to do that because while the lie goes around the world a thousand times before the truth is heard and even understood, it's important to get the truth out there and for each of us to educate ourselves. And yes, these are complex. Sometimes you won't get all the information, all the facts. Some are still under investigation. But at some point, the way to defeat the fakery, the lies, the miscast narratives is for each of us to jump in and do the job. Yeah, jump in. And also, you know, now it's it's different than like 10 years ago, right? When when I first met you where, you know, we, we could have a reasonable expectation of what was on the news, you know, a, hey, that's trustworthy, right? But now you really need to double check it. And the, for the Black Lives Matter narrative, I, I don't see any tweets from them honoring the six people who were gunned down the same week. One of the people that I listed, it, uh, Mayor Bowser came out and said, you know, six people were killed on the same day. Those six people, their names have never been tweeted out by Black Lives Matter because they're innocent, you know, black people who were gunned down in most of the cases by other black people. And so their deaths aren't mourned, their deaths aren't announced or, or memorialized on a website. But these criminals have their names trumpeted all over. And I just, I, I honestly thought to myself after the third one, I thought, what, what's the odds here? Like if I was a betting person, what, what, what's the odds that I would put on every single one of these cases being exactly the same as these first three? And I go all the way down the list. Because by, by the, I get to the eighth or ninth one, I'm thinking, I, I, am I wasting my time here? Are these all the same? The cases were individual. They, they were different types of calls. Some of them were arrest warrants that were being served or parole violations. But all of the guys were criminals. And so their lives still matter. They, they don't deserve to die. But they're prompting this. And so the big deal for all of us is that we really have to take that 20 minutes. Or in some cases, you're only looking up a name or two. Find out what Black Lives Matter is tweeting about. And then we need to hold them accountable. They actually suck up a lot of space and money with their nonsense and their, their, the owners of their, their entire organization buying four houses at a time. And what I really want to know is when they're going to start focusing on the innocent lives that are lost in the black community in Washington, D.C. The carnage there is unbelievable. Their death rate, their murder rate is astronomical in comparison with other towns that are run by Republicans. So, you know, it's, it's, you get what you vote for. You want crime, you want mayhem, vote for the Democrats. I say it all the time. And my haters, David, they love to call in and get mad at me for telling the truth about this. But their anger is not my problem. I want the truth. I'm going to tell it every night on the radio on Sirius XM. And what I want is for everybody else to kind of join in. Do your five minutes of research on the Internet. Tell that truth to some Democrat or some new import from a Democrat state who's going to bring their dumb voting patterns to your town. 
And let's get the truth out there since we can't rely on NBC or CBS to do it on their nightly programs. And, you know, then go further, too. And I'll use the example and the tragic example of Jason Rivera just killed by a criminal who should not have been out on the streets, LaShawn McNeil in in New York City. LaShawn McNeil had an illegal gun in New York City that he got in Baltimore, another Democrat-run, crime-ridden city. There are ties being looked into, including his home or his state at home in Allentown. There's lots more to this. There's so much more to this story that needs to be dug into. And the grift, you know, you talk about the grift. The grift is not only on, and not just for Patrice Galores, Ope Altamedi, and uh, Alicia Garza, or maybe Hawk Newsom in Brooklyn and others, and his wife or partner, but the grift is on because corporations get on bended knee, including this corporation, Sirius XM, who made a promise two years ago to give $5 million or $25 million over five years to so-called social justice causes. But when I asked management for an answer on where it's going, to whom it's going, hell, to what bank account it's going to, they don't have an answer. You're invited to a meeting that never happens. So companies, the grift goes far and wide into major corporations, pushed for different reasons. And and we have a problem in the country because a small, dishonest group with different intentions than what you and I have for the American community, which is fairness, safety, policing, law and order, and more, and yes, due process even for criminals, that's not what this group's about. No, it's not. And, you know, so I, I, would, I would love to see huge organizations like SiriusXM and, and others who have kind of said, look, we, we want to help with inner city crime or we want to help with, you know, situations that seem like they're always in the news to just go a little bit deeper and pour those funds into organizations that are actually helping uh, to save lives. And we had uh, a guest on the program last night who was on to talk about the, that she basically, she runs an organization that helps with human trafficking, the survivors to give them uh, a hope, uh, an opportunity to stay in a shelter and then to transition back into normal life. And we have a huge human trafficking problem in America today. And so I'm not saying that we can't support social justice organizations that are working in the black community, but human trafficking negatively impacts the black community in a very major way in proportion to our population size here in America. And so there is an opportunity to do something fantastic. And I I call on all corporations to really just reexamine that funding and reapportion it. I mean, if you feel like you need to support a black lives matter chapter that actually is doing something in the community, Great. You know, I, I, there, there's no reason why we can't have support on all fronts, but make that support count because human trafficking to me is our number one issue uh, politically supported by our open southern border and Democrat policies. We need to stop it. We can't even reform immigration or do a ton of other things that need to be done in this country until we stop the practice of human trafficking. And as a black American who on one side of my family, I'm descended directly from slaves. I know that history. Anything that even smacks of the same horrible reek of slavery, we have to be against it. And human trafficking is the modern day slavery of our of our time. And if it's happening in America under our watch and our taxpayer dollars are supporting it, then we need to be fighting it. So, you know, Black Lives Matter, yay for you. Patrice Cullors, awesome, honey. I love HGTV, too. Buy your mansions if that's legal and you can do it. 
but I'm really concerned with issues that are far more important and impactful and do affect black Americans as well as America at large. And I think we should put that money where it will be most helpful. Well, you and I have a lot more to talk about on human trafficking, by the way, and we'll talk about Jenna Quinn and Jenna Quinn's law passed in multiple states already in the Senate. I met with her a couple of weeks ago in Texas, and that's another issue that we need to take on in this country. Uh, all right, we got to get one person in here who wants to ask you a question because, you know, this way we'll tee them up for you tonight at nine. Uh, <laughs> Renee in Maryland. Go ahead, Renee. You're on with Stacey Washington. Good morning, Stacey. Hi, Renee. Um, I live in Bowie, Maryland. Um, I completely agree with everything that you said. The issue that I find with the Black Lives Matter, there are several issues. One, it's an organization headed by no one. So when you have an organization headed by no one, you just anyone can post anything. So the intent, I'm not quite sure what the intent of the Black Lives Matter movement is. I myself am African-American. I don't understand the intent because, like you stated, in the black community, we do more crimes against ourselves than the police do against us. So what's the real issue here? The real issue I see is that we, we're focused so much on a theory than what's actual. The actual thing is our education is is lagging. Um, I live in Bowie, and, and as you know, if you're from the D.C. area, Bowie is a affluent African-American neighborhood. Um, I don't send my child to the public schools because of, you know, the, the, such a degraded education system. Um, and like what you mentioned about what's going on in D.C., I am fearful. I work in D.C. I am scared to go outside of the federal building. I am completely afraid to be among what I should, what people say are my own people. Um, I hold these feelings inside because I know they are very contradictory to what it means, what people feel it means to be African-American. But I don't support the Democratic, whatever agenda they're trying to have. I think that they're trying to destroy the black community for several proven facts. They talk about education. What have they done to improve education? They talk about it. Talking and action is different. And although um, I don't claim a particular part, but I do claim common sense, people say what they want about President Trump. Fact, President Trump donated the most money to historically black colleges. That's something a lot of black people don't know because the Black Lives Matter movement is feeding their agenda. It's like, follow the shiny light bulb, follow the police brutality, follow what President Trump did. But you have to read into it, you know, just read into it. Do your research. I, I research everything. You know, I'm just like you, Stacey. I research everything. And I'm so appalled at every time I hear every the words hear Black Lives Matter. matter. Say again. No, go ahead, Renee. We had a little interruption there. Well, well, let me let me pause you there, Renee, because you came right to the point Stacy and I started with. And Stacy, this is it. Renee's yet another example, right? Dig in, but what does she state? Uh, her fears, 
where she lives, her reality around her. Look, I used to go to D.C. a lot. I remember corners even near our studios there at 395 in New York Avenue where if you pulled over, lock the doors and roll up the windows, guess what? That's back in some of these neighborhoods, and it never left in others. So there are real issues that can be taken on, but Black Lives Matter does not really take on black lives that matter. No, and not the black issues, not the ones that Renee is is highlighting here. And I I think, you know, the last time I was in D.C., I went for a a project with America First Policy Institute, and I was staying in what, what to me looked like a very nice area of D.C., and I went out when I got back from AFP, I would get, you know, run back over, grab some lunch. It's one block over from the hotel. And I encountered two homeless men who immediately began to beg. And they were very tall, sizable homeless men. And for the first time that I've ever been in D.C. over the past 10 years, but I only go there for work, um, I literally I, I was in fear for my life. And I kept walking, and I got around the corner and back into the hotel, and the first thing I thought was, if I was at home, I wouldn't have been as afraid because I could be armed at home. Because in in Missouri, I have a concealed carry permit, and now we have constitutional carry. But in D.C., I'm disarmed, and I'm alone, and it's broad daylight, and there were cars and people nearby. But we all know just the fact that bystanders are nearby doesn't mean, you know, things can't happen or that they won't just stand there and observe. And so I understand what Renee is talking about. And I just think to myself, why are our cities like this? Well, it's because Democrats are soft on crime. They're, they're not just soft. They're invisible on crime. And I, I just can't tolerate it. And it's the reason why millions of Americans move from Democrat-run hellholes to Republican-run oases only to yes. get there and hopefully learn from their mistakes. But I, I tell you, David and Renee, I, I, it really makes me feel like we're in a bizarro world, not just the COVID-19 pandemic and the, and the horrible treatment of Americans during that, but the fact that crime is so rampant. And now we see the Biden administration and Gavin Newsom and others making sounds like they want to address it. But the, what they really want to do is cobble together some criminal justice reform bill so they could act like they've done something for black Americans. But we aren't different. Just because the three of us are sitting here on radio coast to coast, you know, north to south, talking about issues doesn't mean we don't have the same concerns that white Americans have. We want safe streets and neighborhoods, good schools for children, and we want the government out of our face. So I I want Biden to give us something real and tangible as Americans, and lowering crime should be number one on this list. You know what? We have to do it. And this is where, you know, when I look to the politicians, I I left, right, and I get all of that and the different principles, obviously, of the parties. What what we need is to take control of our communities. I made this point over the weekend on TV uh, that, you know, enough. To, to black, okay, fine, we're talking about black people, three black people right here, like you said, coast to coast, north, south, left, right, everything. Take control of your neighborhoods and your communities where you're able. Look, it's tough. If you have gang issues, there are dangerous issues out there, and you may not be able to, but where you can, you've got to solve the problem internally in the community because the image out there is very real when backed up by the data and the facts of what's happening. And enough. 
You, you want real responsibility? Black people used to be responsible, and even pre, during segregation and pre-civil rights, black families, black communities had strong rules, two-parent households, enough of the BS. Take control where you can. Take control of your families where you can. Stop the path to crime. Help get If the school system sucks, find a way to educate that child you had under whatever circumstance. Take the best shot you can and reduce it because once it goes beyond that and it gets to where we end up with what you are researching, Tracy, or what you're talking about, Renee, you've lost such a significant uh, part of the population. All right, I got to take a break here coming up. Stacy Washington, Renee, <laughs> thanks for the call. Uh, so this gets me going, Stacy, because I individual responsibility, two words. And I'm over it. Black people, get off your ass, take control of your communities, because it's not all lies about what's going on. Amen. I, I, I couldn't have said it better. So if, if you want different, you create that different reality at the local level. And I say it all the time, David, get on board with these local elections. Your mayor, you, your municipal leaders, um, your school board members. They control how much you pay in local tax. They control what your children read, uh, how much they can eat during the day, how much time they spend math, all of that. They control that. And if you want different, you elect different people there. Or, you know, what I, what I always say, I was on school board, run yourself. Easiest job I ever had that I loved uh, besides radio. And, and the most fun because you get to really work with people at the local level and exact change. So, uh, David, thanks for having me on this morning. I really appreciate it. And I, I love talking to your listeners and uh it kind of reminds me of the good old days when i was filling in for you all the time thank you friend <laughs> well <laughs> definitely do this look you did a great job i this example goes beyond the topic we're talking about all right uh, 12 hours actually 11 hours and 30 minutes from now she's all yours <laughs> stacy washington my friend Thanks, i'll talk to you soon talk soon Join me live on The David Webb Show, Monday to Friday, 9 to noon east, on Sirius XM Patriot 125.